Welcome to Two Open Doors, the podcast that explores our power to open or close the doors of relationship with the important people in our lives. We hope you'll learn from and share your wisdom with our community. Thanks for joining us. Over the last few episodes, I've shared a view of how relationships evolve through a set of relationship states, passing through what we've termed a relationship life cycle. We've noted that each of our relationships has one or more relationship goals at each point of its life cycle, goals such as friendship or romantic connection or emotional connection. We've seen that relationships play out through the course of interactions between partners. In this episode, I'd like to describe the Two Open Doors relationship game, which I've developed based on all of the preceding observations about how relationships work. I believe that the game is a useful tool for exploring relationships, both in a personal development setting and perhaps in a therapeutic setting. The relationship game allows players to join other players in exploring how a relationship might play out between pairs of players. The game's attraction module allows for playful exploration of the potential compatibility between pairs of players. The game is available in a two-player edition to address the needs of those who wish to stay within the boundaries of traditional two-person intimate connections, that is, monogamous intimate relationships. In addition, a multiplayer edition is also available. That provides a useful tool for exploring how up to four players can develop relationships within that group. The sorts of relationships that can develop in a polyamorous situation can rapidly get complex, and there's often a lot of interaction between the various pairwise relationships that exist in a constellation of poly relationships. The people in such a relationship cluster constitute a polycule of lovers and metamors, or lovers of those lovers. The game is a powerful tool for exploring such complicated terrain. The relationship game is meant to provide insights into all of the major aspects of human relationship, such as... It promotes self-knowledge by inviting a player to think about how they see themselves and what they value in their relationships. It gives players an idea of how their play partners see them, information that's scarce in real life. It helps players understand who they're likely to be compatible with and thus who to seek relationships with. It brings people together to explore who they might enjoy connecting with. It helps players prioritize what's important to them in relationships. It shows players how their play partners may react to the player's beliefs, values, and preferences. It acquaints players with the possible ways in which their relationships may develop and with the choices that a player has available at each stage of a relationship. It gives players practice in the back and forth of relationship interactions, and it makes learning about relationships fun. Relationships have purpose. They don't just happen randomly. Instead, we interact with others in the course of pursuing our goals, such as something we need or want, or in trying to communicate something to our partner. What sorts of things do we seek through our relationship? Several things come to mind, as in the following list. A given relationship may have one or more of these as its goals at a given moment in time, and those goals can change as a relationship evolves. First, there's friendship and companionship. As members of a very social species, we humans need to experience the presence of others in our lives. Our friends or companions are others with whom we can amiably share various aspects of our lives, such as our activities, experiences, goals, and hopes. 
Our friends vary in degree of emotional closeness to us, ranging from fairly superficial activity buddies through close friends who deeply know and care for us. Note that here we're defining friendship as a platonic relationship while reserving a separate category for physically intimate relationships. Second goal is sensual or sexual experiences. We are biologically wired to experience and share pleasure with others. In some of our relationships, we develop a connection in which we establish the trust and safety that are necessary for us to become vulnerable enough to share intimate, sensual, or sexual experiences with a partner. Yet another goal is emotional connections. In emotionally intimate relationships, partners come to know each other profoundly. They care deeply for each other and express that caring in an environment of safety and trust in one another. Spiritual connections can also be a goal. Spirituality is a kind of connection that transcends us to give us our sense of place and purpose in the world. Note that this notion is quite different than that of religion, which refers to a particular set of beliefs and practices. Since spiritual relationships play out mainly on the plane of emotions, I combine emotional and spiritual connections into one relationship goals category. Another goal is physical support. In some of our relationships, we want to provide physical support to those with whom we feel a bond of friendship or of physical or emotional connection. Providing physical support becomes a means for us to express and nurture our sense of connection. And finally, breakup might be a goal. In addition to the preceding goals, we sometimes decide that a relationship has run its course, for any of a number of reasons. In that case, dissolving or changing the form of the relationship becomes our goal. We get to know one another through our personal interactions, the activities and experiences that we share together. Each of those can create memories of whether we had fun and joy, or sorrow and regret, or anything in between. As we experience those interactions, we mentally and emotionally grade them as good or bad, pleasurable or painful. We keep a running mental score or tally of what we experience with each of our partners. Each score guides us in deciding whether to grow closer to that partner or more distant. The relationship between a given pair of people actually includes two separate interaction paths. Relationships are a two-way street. For a person and a particular partner, there's one path of interaction that represents how the person feels about that partner over time. And there's a second and independent path that represents how the partner feels about that person. What sorts of things do we remember about our interactions? I see four different aspects or perspectives that we track. First, there are physical aspects of the interaction, whether the physical experiences were enjoyable or not. Second, there are emotional aspects, how we felt about what we experienced, again, whether good or bad. Third, there are mental aspects, how the experience affected us, in terms of aligning or colliding with our own worldview, beliefs, values, and assessment of whether our partner acted intelligently or not. And fourth, there are behavioral aspects, that is, how good or bad, constructive or destructive, we believe our partner's behavior or actions to be. Different sorts of interactions give us information on one or more of these dimensions. The relationship game provides ways to model or simulate all of the complicated aspects of relationship that we've been discussing. In particular, it models the ongoing interactions between a pair of players, accumulating a score that reflects how each player feels about each of their relationships at a given point in the game. 
It also allows players to grade their interactions with a given partner on four separate dimensions or aspects, physical, mental, emotional, and behavioral. That gives both partners in an interaction some valuable perspective on how a player's actions and perspectives are received by their partners. The game also captures the goals that each player has for each of their relationships so that those goals can affect the interactions between partners. The game is structured as a set of modules, with one module for each of the possible relationship states that a relationship can exist in. This allows players to experience the conditions that motivate them to want to change the state of a given relationship, such as in moving from attraction to deepening a relationship. And, through its two separate editions, the game allows players to explore both traditional monogamous relationships and polyamorous relationships. The relationship game is harder to explain than it is to play. For those who want to deeply understand how the game works and why it was designed as it was, I've provided an extensive About the Game pamphlet with that information. That collateral is useful for potential game facilitators. For those who prefer to just roll up their sleeves and play, there's a Relationship Game Components and Setup brochure and a Relationship Game How to Play pamphlet for both the two-player edition and the multiplayer edition. Of course, the relationship game won't appeal to everyone. It requires an interest in understanding oneself and what one wants from one's relationships. It is meant for players who want to engage with and get to know one another more than superficially. For its target audience, though, I believe it will provide both valuable learning and a lot of fun. I look forward to being able to produce and offer the game in the near future, and I welcome any comments or suggestions you might have to offer. To learn more about Two Open Doors and to engage with our community, I'd like to invite you to visit the Two Open Doors podcast and the Two Open Doors meetup group. I also invite you to contact me directly by writing to me at claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, at twoopendoors.com. I'd love to hear from you, and I'll use your inputs to guide my work on future blog posts and podcast episodes. Thanks for visiting Two Open Doors. <laughs>